0: This is the Power Profile, stories of world-class leadership hosted by award-winning broadcast journalist and media entrepreneur, Christina Mendonza. Get ready to connect with those defining success. This is the Power Profile, where we look at power in all forms of our personal and professional lives and talk to people who've leveraged power in their own lives. Today, my guest is Travis Elliott. The Travis is an internationally known yoga instructor, meditation teacher, and author who started inner dimension TV and is known as the modern yogi impacting the world. Now he has a great story of how he built this dynasty of self-exploration and self-care and it includes a really interesting childhood and then a bit of a rough path he took to get to where he is today so i look forward to him breaking that down for us and telling us how he forged this new path that has thousands of people around the world turning to him for health and hope. And if you are into yoga and you haven't tried one of his classes, you have to check it out. You can get some of the free ones on YouTube. And um, I just, I love how he connects with people. And uh, I really enjoyed this interview. First, the need to start something new. I'm glad January is over. It is my least favorite month. I don't do New Year's resolutions or anything like that, but the days are short, it's cold, even in temperate Northern California. We had a lot of rain this year too, and I just find myself after the holidays just ready to jump right into spring. This year, I'm feeling a growing desire to learn something new and not necessarily something that will serve my business or lead to more clients or more work, just something to learn for the joy of learning and i haven't decided what it's going to be yet i have friends that are taking pottery classes i've often thought about maybe welding um i I really don't have time for any of that maybe you're feeling the same way You, you want to learn something new you want to pick up a an avocation uh i just haven't decided what it's going to be just another way to express creativity I think creative pursuits are a kind of self-care. You know, it's as important to be creative as it is to, you know, get your hair cut and exercise every day and eat well. Because when you spend time in a creative headspace, you're also expressing yourself through an external representation of your internal world. I guess in some ways that's what this podcast is about. I find people that I think can add value to not only my life, but your life and it's this podcast is kind of an external representation of internally how I hope to add value so it's a way to tune in it can lead to breakthroughs in other areas of your life but you know in terms of something creative I have so many friends that can make something creative like out of their hands so I want to learn how to do something like that too I just haven't figured out what it's going to be yet tuning in internally though seems to be the pivot point for my guest, Travis Elliott. His mom taught him to meditate when he was just nine years old. And he was a little kid growing up, first in Houston. His parents worked for NASA, which I thought was so interesting for uh, two really kind of science-minded people to uh, have this child who pursued uh, artistic, especially early in life, really artistic pursuits. And, And yoga, what he's doing with yoga absolutely is artistic. Uh, And then he grew up in North Carolina after Houston, and all of those lessons he learned early in life, particularly the one about meditation, really ended up dramatically impacting his direction in life decades later. Travis, thank you for making time for me today. Uh, what are you working on right now? What's happening with you? Oh my gosh, there's a lot
1: happening right now. I guess top of mind is I'm working on a training right now. It's an online training in Ayurvedic medicine, which is the sister science, to yoga. So putting together all the material from that and uh, we shoot it at the end of the month.
0: Fantastic. You know, I was just kind of in my research for our conversation today. Um, I was interested to find out that both of your parents worked for NASA, and I'm assuming both of them were science focused, yet you really gravitated toward the arts and filmmaking. Talk to me about kind of your your early childhood and what that was like.
1: Well, my parents were pretty stunned with how things turned out because they were both mathematics uh, whizzes and geniuses. So They expected me to follow in that same path and uh, becoming a yoga teacher really. <laughs> just the opposite (laughs) of that. So uh, that's how that all turned out. But yeah, they they were math majors and uh, then became computer scientists. So they worked with NASA as far as creating the flight simulators so that pilots could test out how to execute their missions uh, without any mistakes. And uh, yeah, we lived in Houston, Texas while they worked there and then eventually moved to North Carolina where they left NASA and uh, moved on from that.
0: What attracted you early on to the arts? What what had happened in your life? What what were you into in school? Um, Why did the arts call to you?
1: I think it coincided, actually, with my parents getting divorced. So at the age of nine, my parents separated. And it was around that time uh, that I found uh, uh, theater and acting. And it, it felt like a, a place that I could go to to express myself and explore all the various shades and nuances of humanity, whether that's joy or anger or fear, or just all the emotions that we, we all carry within our hearts. And uh, that eventually developed into a a passion that often would keep me up at night. And that was a passion for filmmaking and the art of telling a story and using Lighting and and story and camera angles and whatnot to to touch and inspire a, a viewer in a holistic way mentally and emotionally.
0: That seemed to be your path, too. I mean, I know that you you worked on big budget films. uh, You were doing lots of different productions and had even like, you know, that's what prompted you to move to California. And this was this was kind of your path. What happened to interrupt that and kind of set you on this new path?
1: Yeah, I had been on that path since the age of nine and then around the age of 26 after I moved to to Los Angeles, I'd been living in LA for a couple of years and I felt like at that point I was really burning a hole in my soul and, and uh, things felt like they were going downhill fast. I was partying, I was drinking, I wasn't happy, my health wasn't great. And fortunately, as fate would have it, a, a person that I was working with at this hotel dragged me to a yoga class. And it was really love at first sight. I felt like in that class, I was reunited back to that, that kid that I was at, at an early age. And so it just felt really, really, really good and really, really right. And I knew that this was going to be my new path. A few months after discovering yoga, I I decided to sign up for a yoga retreat in Kauai. And on the first day of that retreat, we went on this beautiful hike along the Nepali coast. And I went swimming in a remote area that you're not supposed to go into, but I disregarded the signs and, and still went out to the ocean. And basically, long story short, had a near drowning experience that was really, really intense. I was drowning. I was getting thrashed against these rocks over and over. I blacked out. When I came to, I was drifting out to sea, and I was about to take my last breath when an arm reached around and and rescued me and saved my life, and it happened to be another participant on the retreat who grew up as a lifeguard in the San Francisco area. So had he not been there, I would be having this conversation with you. And so that was really a a game changer because it made me look at how I was investing energy in my life and really all the wrong places, like investing it into the material and the ego and all these things that just don't matter. Because at the end of the day, what I discovered as I thought I was going to die was the things that matter are really our relationships and the people that we love and the people that have loved us.
0: Wow. Um, so so that experience set you on, on your new path, which was yoga. But, you know, a lot of people decide I'm going to become a yoga instructor, and they teach in a studio, and um, and as wonderful as that is, it, it's as far as it goes. But you have kind of built out this this dynasty of Interdimension TV and all the work you're doing internationally and writing and all of that. Um, was that a combination of your Filmmaking experience and your desire to to spread the word on yoga that that you had come to know. I mean, how did that develop into a company and a larger following?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really unfolded for now almost twenty years uh, that I've been on this path of teaching yoga, and then if you include the the meditation since the age of nine, uh, which also happened around the time when my parents separated. You know, it's just I've been on this path for uh, quite a long time. And like you mentioned at the beginning of the question, this wasn't something that I ever planned out. It's one of those things where I was on this path. I thought I was supposed to be on this path. The universe yanked me away and put me down this other path. And I fought it for a little while. There was that period of a year and a half where I was going back and forth between these two worlds. But eventually I yielded to uh, where I was being guided and where I was being led to, which was this path of teaching. And so when I started teaching, it kind of felt like the doors just would open up these doors of opportunity And eventually, after I built a following in my home community in Los Angeles, and I started to travel a little bit, people started to invite me to come teach at their studios and do retreats and workshops. My students at home would ask me if there was a recording that I could put together that they could practice to while I was away. And that's how it really started. And it started off very simply And having a filmmaking background. I was able to put together these really, really simple yoga DVDs that I could share with my students. And after we did one in Santa Monica, California, we went to India. We did one there. That was my second DVD. And then a couple of years after that, I had the opportunity to make a full program called The Ultimate Yogi, which was a 108-day program, and you get this huge box set of DVDs. And then eventually things went digital, and then that eventually led to Inner Dimension TV. And so... I've really dedicated my life to spreading the teachings of yoga to help people awaken their potential using these various forms of media, whether that's something online or a book or a CD or whatnot.
0: Did you see a lot of people who uh, who teach online saw a huge surge of activity during the pandemic? Did you see that as well? Did did more people find you then?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, again, back to this, this theme of of the universe having your back when you yield to it. Prior to the pandemic hitting, I was on a yoga retreat and one of our students was a big YouTuber. So he had a YouTube channel and he would go over filmmaking gear and he would also coach people on how to build their YouTube channels. And he knew I had a channel on YouTube, but I wasn't really feeding it. And he he said, Travis, you should just start posting classes on there. It's a great way to uh, uh, build a following and whatnot. And so I listened to him. And so I would release a class every week or two on this channel. And it started to build, just like he had said. And then the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, everybody was forced to look for stuff online. And YouTube is a great resource being completely free. People went there. They were looking for yoga. And uh, by that point, I had enough momentum going where my YouTube channel really, really took off. And the way we have our business structured is YouTube is really the tip of the iceberg. So it's a way for people to get to know uh, our work and my work. And then if they want more, there is a lot more. It's like the the appetizer. And then if people want the full course meal, we have Enter Dimension TV, our online streaming platform. And that benefited also from the pandemic as well because – couldn't go to a studio, so he had to practice at home, online. Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things I love about your classes, and my husband and I have taken many of them, is the, the way that you connect with the viewer. Now obviously your filmmaking was useful. How involved are you in the actual production of your classes? Are you directing from the yoga mat? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm very, very involved with the production. I uh, My team sometimes called me the Michael Jordan of yoga as far <laughs> as the, uh, <laughs> the attention to detail and uh, expecting nothing but the best. So, you know, you work with the team, you build out a team, and you have to work really hard to get them on the exact same page as your vision, to get them to the same level. And then eventually, when you do you can start to uh, step aside and, and, and focus on what you need to do. And, and in my case, that obviously is teaching. So now at this point, and it's been a process uh, that's really happened over the last four or five years, uh, we have a team that can really take care of that part as far as directing but I'm involved with pre-production as far as finding locations, having the meetings with the crew to make sure we have the right look, the right camera setup. up. Uh, but when I'm on set, I really want to devote as much of my energy and time just into teaching because that alone is uh, a handful. And then in post-production, uh, I I also oversee that as well. But again, fortunately, I have a a great group of people now that uh, I have so much trust in and and can relax more than I used to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Okay, so tell me about your program in prisons. What called you to take your yoga and meditation practice into prisons? What kind of response are you getting?
1: The prison has really been one of the most fulfilling experiences of teaching. When I made that DVD program, The Ultimate Yogi, somehow it found its way into a prison in Maine, the Maine State Prison. And this is a, a maximum security prison, and they fortunately had an organization that was going into the prison and training the inmates to become certified teachers so that they could hold classes in the prison. And what I came to find out was when I visited with my wife, Lauren, was that the DVD set Ultimate Yogi was really the catalyst for a lot of this to happen. Mm. And that the, the staff and the warden and the programming directors would use these DVDs as part of the rehabilitation for many of the inmates. So there was one particular individual named Mike Bailey who was in solitary and he was labeled as the most misbehaved inmate. And so they put him in solitary and he tried to kill himself by swallowing razor blades. Mm. And when they brought him back from the hospital, they had installed a computer screen behind protective uh, bulletproof glass And, uh, it had a computer mouse attached to it. And so he went to explore what was on the computer and he found this, this yoga program and he proceeded to move through the, the program, which was 108 days. And he began to completely transform because he had never heard the languaging and the messagings of master your mind, uh, become the light and the darkness. It was a holistic program that was physical and mental and emotional, and it connected the dots between how you act on your yoga mat and also how you act in your life. And by the end of the program, he was completely transformed, and the security guards couldn't believe it. And wow. so he became an inspiration to continue to, to spread yoga and mindfulness and meditation throughout the prison population. And so we were invited to go in there and work with the organization to help train these these inmates to learn how to teach and to pass it on to the other inmates. And to this day, I now call this this particular place the prison of hope because it shows and demonstrates that in the darkest of places, that you can spread the light of, of wisdom and awakening.
0: You know, when you think of what turns people to crime or, you know, to activities that get them in prison, a a failure to master your mind uh, seems to be paramount. So I can see how this would be the meditation and the yoga portion would be useful tools uh, to help people see things another way.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is one of the reasons why yoga is so powerful is because it addresses the whole entire being. It's not just physical. It's also the mental and the emotional aspects. And from my experience, when you work on all those levels, it's almost as if you're now firing on all cylinders. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so it all has to be integrated together. And when it is, that's when the sparks of transformation begin to fly.
0: So with that said, I think I know how you're going to answer this question, but, but we'll see because I, I, I ask this question to all of my guests. Okay, so you teach, you run Interdimension TV, you certify, you lecture, you write, and you're traveling around the world. When you feel your creative energy running low, what is a habit, hobby, or restorative activity? Do you turn back to yoga and meditation, or are there other things that you do to replenish yourself?
1: One of the greatest ways that I replenish myself is by spending time in nature. I live in Los Angeles, big city, lots of people, lots of activity going on. I grew up in North Carolina. I grew up on 10 acres of land with hundreds of thousands of trees in a forest. And when I go back and I reconnect to nature, whether that's getting out on a trail and going hiking or trail running through the mountains, I create space. I slow the brainwaves down from when we're in a state of stress, our brainwaves are in a beta state, but when we slow the brainwaves down, we start to access alpha, delta, and theta. And that's when we really begin to tap into the areas of the brain that allow us to tap into the unlimited reservoirs of creativity and inspiration. So it's it's literally for me taking some sort of a retreat, and that retreat could be a couple of hours on the trail, or it could be a retreat where I go away for seven days or 10 days, or I've even done 14-day silent meditation retreats. And those are the most restorative, rejuvenating experiences that I've ever had.
0: Wow, that's great. Okay, so... Um, someone listening maybe has, is, is not familiar with you yet. I started with your Urban Flow. I love the Urban Flow series. Where would you suggest people start if they want the essential Travis Elliot?
1: YouTube is a great resource. It's free. You can go on there. You can search Travis Yoga and my channel will come up. If you're not athletic and you're you're just getting into movement and you feel inspired to move your body, I would highly recommend checking out Yoga Basics. I would also check out the Gentle Yoga, the Slow Flow, the Yin Yoga. This is going to be a great entry point into establishing a strong foundation to get you moving your body, to get you breathing. And almost instantly, you'll probably have some very immediate uh, effects as far as feeling more calm and less stress. your body feels good, it's like you're giving yourself a a massage, and you're also uh, developing a body that becomes stronger. If you're more athletic and you've lifted weights or done sports or or whatnot, then I, I recommend jumping into a a series that I created called Empowered Series. And that's a 30-day series where you do 30 minutes of yoga every day. Every day is a different practice. And that 30-day series will give you a really, really good taste of what it is that I do. And then if you want more, definitely check out Inner Dimension TV where you can access all of my program series and classes.
0: Fabulous. And I'll make sure we put all the links uh, in the show notes as well. Travis, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you spending it with us and uh, love your love your courses and uh, just just a fan. So thank you again for letting us get to know you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Travis Elliott. Uh, He was just uh, one of those people that I was thinking, who do I want to get on my podcast? And I thought, you know, he'd be really interesting to talk to. And he absolutely was. So you can check out Interdimension TV, certainly. You can find him on his YouTube channel. He's very active there and posts some free content there that you can check out. And then if you love what you see, and I know you will, then you can head on over to Interdimension TV. I'll put some links below um, the show in the show notes. A couple of things from my world at Mendonsa Media. I've launched a new initiative based on this podcast. It's called The Power Profile. It's kind of a mini documentary for C-suite execs. Think of it as something you'd play before you got up to speak at a conference or something you would send to broadcast networks when you're trying to be one of their expert guests. You could use it for onboarding employees or to help uh, new members of the team understand your vision or help clients understand how you founded the company and why. So helping thought leaders expand reputation and reach, that's called The Power Profile. And if you want to know more about it, you can head over to my website at media.com. Also, while you're there, sign up for my newsletter. It's a little value add as well. Communication tips, lessons from my consulting work. I share new research information and news about that world from connections with colleagues in the academic space. Um, I don't put it out every month. I'm looking to put it out about quarterly. I don't want to spam you, so I only want to uh, reach out to my subscribers when it is absolutely something I think will be useful and add value to their lives. Also, the trailer for my new documentary is complete. The movie is called Sacred Texts of War. It is brain science meets the most compelling stories from veterans you will hear so that trailer is coming out. We're in some last minute meetings to fund the rest of the project. So I'm hoping to make some announcements soon, but we'll have a website up for it and a place where you can see an extended trailer. Again, that's called Sacred Texts of War. Thanks so much for being here. I'm Christina Mendoza. Stay powerful. This has been the Power Profile with Christina Mendoza. Stay connected through mendonzamedia.com.